Hey, this is Raymond Benson, and you're listening to On Her Majesty's Secret Podcast. $267,000. I'll shuttle for one dance with Domino. Can you play any other tune? Something we're making for the Americans. It's called a ghetto blaster. May I cut in? It's a charming tune. Hello and welcome back. We are on our 17th episode of Bond Music 6 of the Best. This is our ongoing series discussing the Bond movie soundtracks. If you want soundtracks, you're in the right place. And we're the people for it. I'm Jared Albrecht, a.k.a. The Death Probe, a.k.a. Yard Sale Artist. And I am here with my best friend in the entire world. The smartest man alive when it comes to James Bond. It is Alan J. Porter. He literally wrote the book on it, people. Alan, welcome back. Thank you, Jared. Uh, And yes, we do actually have a new actual book, which, of course, I will be plugging incessantly from now on. (laughs) That's right. This show is going to be 90% book plugs. We might talk about music. (laughs) But thank you. A a lovely welcome, as always. Yes. What we are referencing, by the way, is the James Bond lexicon, right? That's the official title, the the James Bond lexicon. Yes. Alan wrote it over the course of about 10 years. Hang on. We got to backtrack. Okay. I've been correcting people. Alan co-wrote it with his wife, Jill. Because if I don't say that, I will be in right. deep trouble. So. Right. My bad. <laughs> that one was 100% me, Jill, if you're listening. That was all me. I'll, I'll take the hit. So yes, uh, Alan and his wife have worked on this. Yes. Over a period of 10 years. It wasn't 10 years of solid work, but it was over a period of 10 years. Yes. Amazing. Amazing. James Bond, Lexicon, look for that. In addition to the history of the illustrated 007, which you've already written on James Bond and Comics. Correct. It's all out there, people. Jared's working on his first Bond book, but it'll be a while. As Alan told me, this this stuff takes a while. (laughs) With that, let's get into our six of the best. In case you're new here, you haven't joined us before, I want to say welcome. Basically, we're going to include a discussion of the movie's title song. This one did pretty well, if I remember correctly, Alan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to alternate who has the lead. Alan has the lead on this one. So after he takes us through the title song, He's going to give us three of his favorite tracks from the score. I will then follow up and pick from what he's left with my three favorite tracks. And then Alan will give us a bonus track. So there's a whole bunch of fun stuff to come. And let's get started. This month, we're going to be taking a shot, a bloody shot at the music of Skyfall. As Jared said, this month, we will be looking at the music of Skyfall. All through our endeavors to date, we have referenced the excellent book, The Music of Bond by John Burlingame. And although the revised and updated edition of John Burlingham's book, The Music of Bond, that's a plug for somebody else's book. See how many book plugs we can get in this. <laughs> that's a book plug episode. <laughs> anyway, so John has a new updated edition of his excellent book, The Music of Bond, which apparently has a chapter about Skyfall. Unfortunately, that is not the edition that I have on my shelf. Me neither. 
So I'm going to be winging it from here, basically, with information that I've gathered from various sources around the interwebs. So take them for what they're worth, as they are not coming from John, but from a whole other set of places. But anyway, let's talk about the Skyfall soundtrack. So once again, David Arnold was apparently originally approached to do the Skyfall soundtrack, or at least that's uh, what I read. But he was busy off doing something for some small sporting event called the 2012 Olympics, where he had been asked to score the planned opening ceremonies, which, of course, did end up having a little of a Bond flavor to it as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cameo from uh, Daniel Craig throwing the Queen out of a helicopter. So that was, that was pretty cool. <laughs> anyway, so David Arnold was off busy doing the, the uh, Olympics when it was announced by E.ON that Thomas Newman, who was a frequent collaborator of Skyfall director Sam Mendes, would, in fact, be stepping in to score Skyfall. David Arnold actually later commented that he thought that Newman got the gig mainly due to his past work with Sam Mendes, which actually Newman himself pretty much backed up in an interview with Empire Magazine when he said, and I quote, I very shyly gave Sam Mendes a call or emailed him and said, just so you know, I'd be overjoyed to do it, hint, hint, but would never want to be that presumptuous. And he emailed me back saying, I was just about to call you. Let's meet for lunch. So that obviously turned out to be a fairly productive lunch. Uh, Mm -hmm. I wonder what they had for lunch. Anyway. With this gig, Newman became the ninth composer to score a Bond film, which actually came as a bit of a surprise to me because you think about the fact that John Barry did so many. Right. But here we are on the, what, 22nd? So it's like, on average, a new composer every three movies, which... It's weird how that works out. (laughs) Yeah, which came as a bit of a surprise to me, so uh, that it, it was that frequent a turnover on average because you just tend to think of it as John Barry, David Arnold, and a couple of other guys. Um, <laughs> but had a lot of uh, composers on the Bond soundtracks over the years. It was interesting to note, that, by the way, that uh, Arnold's arrangement of the James Bond theme, which we played last time, as track 25, the name's Bond, James Bond, plays over the Skyfall end titles, but it does not appear on the soundtrack album. And there's also another piece of source music that is not on the album, a French song called Boom, B-O-U-M, which basically is a popular song from the late 1930s by a French singer called Charles Trenetel, I believe, which was the execution scene on the island, part of that background. I guess it was the what was on the radio. But again, that's not included on the soundtrack album. And neither, for the second time, is the movie's title song. Poor Jared had to go out and buy a separate uh, CD. You know how I feel about that. Yeah. Again, there seems to be pretty much a disconnect between the soundtrack and the theme song and the fact that Newman originally had no callback to the Skyfall theme anywhere in the score. But the producers subtly suggested that they would like it if at least it was there somewhere in the score. So the Skyfall theme can actually be heard in the track Komodo Dragon, which we may just be hearing at some point in this show, Hmm. which is the scene where Bond enters the casino in Macau. Orchestration was done by Thomas Newman's regular collaborator, J.A.C. Redford. As with a lot of the other scores, it was recorded at the Abbey Road Studios. Do I talk about my Beatles book now? No, it's time for another book vlog, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right. And the score won the BAFTA Award for the Best Film Music, and it became the second Bond score to be nominated for the Academy Award for Best Original Score. Jerry, can you tell me what previous score that was nominated for an Oscar? I'm going to say A Spy Who Loved Me. Correct, indeed. Thank so. God I looked at the notes. <laughs> <laughs> the script folks he read the script (laughs) all right so the soundtrack album which is a great one is just under 78 minutes of music from the movie and reached number 36 in the uk charts 100 in the us charts my general thoughts on the soundtrack this is actually one of the first 
soundtracks I went out and bought like as soon as the movie came out. I'm well on record that I have serious problems with this movie. I'm not letting you start up on that on this. <laughs> if people want to hear that, they need to go to listen to you and Van's review episode where you shot it down like the Red Baron just, just going after people left and right. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to do a two-hour rant about what's wrong with Skyfall. You're okay. That That's the other <laughs> podcast. Go listen to it if you want to know that. So many correspondences about that. <laughs> but I will say... The one thing I do not have a problem with about this movie is a few things, but among those is the cinematography. It's a beautiful looking movie. And I actually really enjoy the soundtrack. I think it's a great soundtrack. Like I said, I rushed out and bought the soundtrack, listened to it a lot. And I've sort of built my uh, the rest of my soundtrack collection after I got this one and around this one. So Ooh. this was probably the first soundtrack album I went out and bought on CD. I still had a few on vinyl, but really that was the catalyst to me going out and trying to build the rest of my soundtrack collection. So yeah, it's a good one for me. I really like it. So what do you think, Jared? I was surprised at how much I like it. I expected to, I guess, have sort of a just sort of a generic sound to it because I was like, you know, I don't really remember anything about the Thomas Newman soundtracks. It's just not memorable to me. And then I put this on, put in my car. Whenever we're about to record a couple of weeks out, I, I put the CD in my car and I started listening. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that track. Oh, yeah, I remember that track. Oh, yeah, that was a real signature track for the movie. And then I was like, what the hell was I thinking? This this is a really good soundtrack. So, yeah, this is sort of a pleasant revisit for me. I mean, clearly I haven't burned myself out or or anything on this soundtrack because it just kept going, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, for me. And what, what a pleasant revisit. So, yeah, much better than I originally thought. Cool. And talking of good music coming out of this, says Alan playing his cards early. Let's talk about the song, <laughs> the theme song. So once again, the uh, choice of singer was a suggestion from the president of music at Sony Pictures, Leah Volok. Again, I apologize if I mispronounce your name, because I'm sure she listens to the show avidly. But it was her who invited Adele to come work on the, th- the theme song sometime in early 2011, where Adele had just released her second album. And she later said that she was actually a little hesitant about agreeing to write the Bond theme song until she met the film crew and said to Sam Mendes she felt uncomfortable because she writes personal songs and Mendes basically said, just go write a personal song. And she left the meeting with the script and upon reading it, decided that it was a no-brainer and later said that she uh, wrote the first draft of the song in like 10 minutes. But it then took 18 months of production between that first meeting and it actually being released. So she said she aimed to capture the mood and style of the other Bond themes, but also included a dark and moody lyric description of the film's plot, which I think she achieved. So as I said, it took 18 months to complete. This was apparently due to fine-tuning the song to ensure that they were getting it right. And the first cut was completed in October 2011. And then Adele underwent throat microsurgery for vocal problems. That sounds terrible to me. Anybody messing around down my throat? Anyway. Afterwards, she then recorded a demo and sent it to Mendes, who was at that point doing principal photography. The final cut was done over two studio sessions, again at Abbey Road Studios, with a 77-piece orchestra. And it sounds like it's a very lush song. The interesting thing here was the theme song and the identity of this singer was meant to be kept secret. But like all these things these days, that certainly uh, didn't happen for very long. Adele was interviewed in September 2011 on uh, the Jonathan Ross show where she mentioned recording a special project, which started speculation that she was actually recording the next Bond theme. And then in April, she stated that her new release was rumored to be Let the Sky Fall. So that was another clue. And then in September 2012, 
But the vocalist from One Republic uh, posted a message on Twitter claiming that he'd heard the title track and that it was the best James Bond theme in his lifetime. I think I was probably 12. That's probably not a huge... I may be doing him a disservice because uh, <laughs> I have literally no idea who he is. But anyway, then Adele's publicist mentioned the song on his Twitter feed. They both later deleted their messages, but pretty much he was out. And then the artwork for the song was leaked online. But uh, again, it was Adele's involvement was not officially confirmed until 1st of October 2012. So pretty much 18 months after the initial meeting. So Skyfall song received various accolades, including the Academy Award for Best Original Song, the Brit Award for British Single of the Year. Critics' Choice Movie Award for Best Song, Golden Globe Award for Best Original Song, and the Grammy for Best Song Written for Visual Media, which No Time to Die just won. That's making it the first Bond theme to win across all these categories and all these awards. And it was performed live for the first time during the 85th Academy Awards show by Adele. It received universal acclaim from music critics, was very much a commercial success. It reached number one in 11 countries, but not the UK, where it reached number two. And I should have looked up, but I didn't to see what kept it off the top. Uh, was it like the Spice Girls release a new track or something? I have no idea. I need to look that up. I only just thought about it, but I need to see what kept Skyfall off the number one when it was in the UK. And for once, in the US, a Bond theme actually cracked the top ten. Where USA, it peaked, USA. <laughs> peaked at number eight on the uh, Billboard Hot 100. So my understanding is, as of today, it was sold 7.2 million copies worldwide, and it's one of the best-selling digital singles of all time. So do you want to talk about it now uh, and listen to it, or do you want to listen to it and then talk about it? Let's listen. We've talked a lot. Let's listen to some music. Okay.
songs i've said this about but it's definitely in my top five so that's probably about eight that i've said are in my top five <laughs> but... it's 26 songs so far. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah i do like this song a lot oh alan it's so good it's ridiculous i'll make some bold statements best bond theme since goldeneye yeah i'll go with that and it's no slide on anybody between here and there i mean we, chris cornell's between here and there yeah and that's a great song <laughs> so i mean this is amazing she was born to sing a Bond song and it's so well done and so lush and orchestrated and just oozes James Bond that it's just wonderful. I mean, there's a reason why it got so many digital downloads. And let me tell you something, Alan, starting with GoldenEye. GoldenEye was the last time that I let myself experience the song before I was in the theater. Since then, I actively have always avoided the main theme song. So I would hear it in situ. It's a phrase I just made up. In the theater. Ooh, listen to you, Paul. It was so fancy. And can you just imagine, put yourself in my shoes at how hard it was to avoid that song, Al. It was like coming on the radio, like, no, 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 turn that off, turn that off. And I still haven't heard No Time to Die, by the way. So I've successfully avoided that for like a year and a half. And when I did see it, it meshes so well with its titles. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. I'll just go on. I'll, I'll Let me just stop talking with you talk, because I'll just keep going. No, I think it's great. I really do enjoy it. It's a... Uh... It's a wonderful theme, one of the top Bond songs. Um, I think she is the natural successor to Shirley Bassey, and I hope they get her back to do some more. Yes, I will say the one 
tiniest criticism that I have for this song, and it, it's tiny, but it came from one of our rogue agents, Delvin the Dark Will Williams, said that he loves the song too, but he just wishes that, like Shirley Bassey, at some point in the song, she would have just gone for it, just belted and gone for it hard. And I do wish she had, but there's always room for that if she comes back. But knowing now that she was having problems that she right. needed throat microsurgery right. for, she probably wasn't in a position to do that. So. You're probably right. That does add an interesting layer. I'm glad you did research. Somebody on the show has to do research, so I'm glad it's you. Well, you know what happens if you do too much research? You end up writing a book about it. Oh, boy. Yeah, <laughs> tell me about it. I fell into the trap. I fell into the trap. <laughs> do you okay. have books available, Alan, that you want to plug at this time? <laughs> I, would, I would not be so crass. I would not be so crass. <laughs> I know I left the DB5 in a lockup around here somewhere, so I thought I'd use it to give the boss a lift to Scotland, whether she wants one or not. But I hope she doesn't go on about my music picks on the way. (laughs) We're going to start off with a track I actually mentioned earlier. I'm going to start with my first pick being track 13, which is Komodo Dragon. As discussed, this is the one time that the Skyfall theme is incorporated at the producer's insistence. Thomas Newman said he felt the scene had a real moment of Bond swagger and he wanted the music to fit accordingly. To be honest, I'm not sure he actually totally achieved that, but I still like the ambiance it evokes. This is, again, one of those cues that when I hear it, I get the picture in my mind of Bond rocking up at the casino in Macau on the boat with the Skyfall theme in the background in the tux. Again, looks beautiful in the confines of this particular movie. Great Roger Deakins framing, the cinematography, and the soundtrack is, is a pure Bond moment for me. Hit it.
So what do you think about that one, Jared? Oh, that's good stuff right there. That is good stuff right there. I remember about the time this movie came around, one of these internet memes that the kids make and pass around. I don't know if you ever saw this one, but it was a, it was a shot of Bond in that very bar area. And it's just a shot of him. And it just said, James Bond, look sharp, keep your cool, and have a plan to kill everybody in the room. And I'm like, hell yeah. yeah. And that song just makes me think of that every moment. Like, that's Bond, man. Looking sharp, keeping his cool, and just absolutely knows what he's going to do if this all goes south. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that is that is so Bondian. And like you mentioned earlier, how they were able to weave in a bit of the title theme, I think really sells it nicely. Just a wonderful track. Good pick, Alan. I wish I would have picked it. <laughs> yeah. That's one, by the way. There's two more of those. <laughs> All right, so before Jared gets too grumpy, let's move on to track two, which, again, we sort of alluded to earlier, or Jared did with his intro to this episode. Uh, it's time to take the bloody shot. I like the build-up of tension in this one as it leads to a really good, strong percussive beat and a hint of the Bond theme woven into it. I really don't have much more to say than that. It's just good tension, good beat, and the Bond theme. What more do you need?
So you like that one, Jared? I do. I do. If it was up to me, I would put it on my list. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you have to tell the story now that you told me the other day. Okay. So yeah, the way I do this, I listen to the soundtrack in my car. And then when I, a song really strikes me, I look over and note the track. Oh, oh, I like that one. So I'm listening to this and I'm like, oh man, I really like 13. Oh, and I really like 14. I also liked another one that I won't reveal yet that uh, <laughs> you can have that honor. I mark those down and then I go look in our script to see what Alan has picked. And he usually has picked one or two of them. So I go, okay, let me go find some others. Literally all three, three for three on this one. I, I had to go back, put the CD in again, start from scratch and listen, because that's how Alan does me. But yeah, I mean, the three that he picked are wonderful. Just like the bloody shot, high tension. We all remember the moment, especially if you're a gamer and, and you play the 007 Legends game. That's how the game starts off on top of that train and taking that shot and then Bond gets hit and it's falling and, and then you play the game through his memories, which I think is awesome. But yeah, just it's a great atmospheric song that, that really builds you up to that key, key moment. Good choice by Alan. Thank you. And you're right. Normally when we do this, we, we usually pick like one that we both go for, but it's, it's unusual for us to both pick exactly the same three to start. Mm-hmm. Got me this time though. Yeah. All right. So the, the mystery song that Jared would not talk about was track number one, Grand Bazaar. I think this is a slightly exciting, different way to kick off the soundtrack. It's got that Middle Eastern vibe for the location, electronic sounds in there, hints to the underlying funk theme leading into sort of action. Builds on the Casino Royale theme, I believe, and then development of Newman's own take on the on the James Bond theme. So it's got a lot of moving parts, but I think it really sets up the sound of Skyfall right out of the gate.
So, what do you rank to that, Jared? Obviously, you didn't like it, otherwise you would never put it on your list. <laughs> see, this was the ultimate killer, too, because as I see it in the script, in my head, I was like, 1, 13, 14. I come to the script, I'm like, 13, damn it, 14. Ah, certainly I'll get track one. He's not going to double back. I ah, he doubled back to track one. <laughs> <laughs> he got me. He got me. Oh, what a great song. Like you said, high energy. Really sets the tone for the whole movie. Like I said, when I popped in this CD, I was like, eh. It's not terribly memorable. And then I was like, wait, yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, great, great choice. So with that, having completely ruined Jared's day, I'm going to hand it back to him to see which ones he managed to pick out from the rest. But there's a lot to pick from. Like we said, there's 78 minutes of music on this soundtrack. So uh, there's a lot of good stuff to pick from. Yeah. As I look around in this barrel that I'm inside, I'm just looking at the coconut that Alan has left behind for me. <laughs> I'm overly proud of that bit. All right. So... Let me get to my coconut. <laughs> I was worried what was coming there because Jared didn't actually write his gag in. It's in the script. It just says clever intro gag. I was wondering where he was going with that. Honestly, I forgot to write one until about, I saw that myself about two minutes ago. And I was like, oh, come up with a gag, come up with a gag. And I was like, okay, pieces left over. Oh, rats and coconut. Got it. <laughs> Go. <laughs> That's the insight to the thought process you get here at Six of the Best. Let me pick my first track from the remaining. And like Alan said, there's a lot of good stuff to remain. So it wasn't really that humdrum of an affair to go back and listen again and pick out some more tracks. So I'm going to start with track 16. It's called The Chimera. It's very ominous. I feel like I've taken over for Alan now. I'm the ominous track guy. It's very powerful and sweeping. And it really makes you feel like we're building towards a big moment. And if I remember correctly, this track in the movie, we were building towards quite a big moment. So let me play it for you. Okay, Alan, what do you think? I just love the lush orchestration of this. I think it's great. And as you said, it's the ominous track. I'll let you in on a secret. If I actually hadn't really wanted to put in track one, 
this would have been my third pick. <laughs> <laughs> Could have left me a little coconut. That's all right. I really like this. As you said, it's the Alan Ominous Track trademark. It's probably the luscious, broadest set. I don't know. It's showing off my real musical education here. Um, <laughs> I have no idea what I'm talking about. But it sounds to me, it sounds very lush, lush and done with a broad brush and very, I don't know, atmospheric. Mm-hmm. It's got a really yeah. full sound to it. Yeah, very full sound. Thank you. See, I knew there was a technical term for it. I swear I've, I hear just like hints of Casino Royale in there. Just maybe the instruments they're using threw me back to Casino Royale a little bit. Too. I don't know. I might have made it up in my head, but eh, I like it. My next track is very appropriately named. because These are the tracks that Alan left for me. It's called Breadcrumbs. <laughs> it's it's tra- track 22 on the soundtrack CD. It is just some really cool, traditional Bond music as I'm going through this and listening to all these neat sounding, really exotic sounding tracks like we've been listening to. A lot of new sounds. Sometimes it's nice to cozy up to an old sound. So let's go ahead and do that with breadcrumbs. All right, Alan, let me ask you a question. When you heard that track play in the movie, you got excited like I did, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was actually just going to say, because I've done it as well, moaning about the fact that they don't use the Bond theme in, yep. <laughs> in the Daniel Craig movies. When this came up on the CD, when I was listening to it, I was like, oh, they do. Okay. Obviously not as often as we want them to, which should have made right. it more memorable. But I'll be honest, I couldn't remember which scene it was. I want to say it's right when he gets the DB5. Oh, probably is. Yeah, he's, he's leaving breadcrumbs. breadcrumbs for, yeah, yeah. As he's driving around in the DB5, which him. which would make sense if he goes with the DB5. Yeah. So yeah, all those times on all the other podcasts when I I said they never use the Bond theme in any of the Daniel Craig movies. Forget that. <laughs> Let's <laughs> we go found back. it. We, we found, found it. it. We found it. We found that little breadcrumb when they used it, and it's great. It's great to hear it. Just makes you smile. 
it does. I mean, it was clearly fan service for getting that old DB5 and playing the classic music as he whisks him away, whether or not she wants, <laughs> wants to. But yeah, what, what a cool moment. And you can't go wrong with that. Now, if we could just get him to play, you know what I want. <laughs> the Jump like, Battery 007, 007 thing. Yes. yes. Yeah. I'm telling you, they put that in No Time to Die, and I'm just going to. I'll pass out. I will catch what we call in the South of the vapors. I will have the <laughs> Anyways, let's get to my third and final track. It is well, super cool. And I love it. It's track 20. It's called adrenaline. It's a very memorable track for me because it has an exotic international sound and it's a new sound for bond, but it also just feels so right for bond. It's almost like I would campaign for this to almost be a new bond theme. I mean, it's a little sacrilegious to say that I know that, but, it just fits the character so well. It's very cool, suave, exotic, and I think it's very Bondian. Give a listen and let me know what you think. Now, let me ask you another question, a leading question for your thoughts here. Am I crazy or could you not just hear that theme playing as you're reading Ian Fleming Bond doing cool stuff? No. (laughs) (laughs) But but I will say it is very much, to me, in line with a lot of the Bond video game music that you've introduced me to during this series. I was wondering if my love of video game music... That's what it reminded me of. And that's not... That's not a negative comment. It's just a different type of music, a different type of Bond music that I wasn't necessarily aware of. You've introduced it to me, and I can see this track fitting in with that sort of musical sensibility. Now, that is fair, because as we were listening just now while we were recording, that occurred to me. I was like, 
do I like this because I feel like I could be playing James Bond in a game to this? I think you hit on something really smart there, Alan. I think you're right. Yeah, cool. I'll take really smart. <laughs> you know, it's yours to take. And speaking <laughs> of which, the show is yours to take back, sir. Those are my three tracks. And I cannot wait till we get to our bonus track. <laughs> I don't have a lot to say about the bonus track uh, to start with. And then we'll talk a bit more afterwards because uh, there's a reason I picked it. But this is Skyfall by a Russian Red Army Choir. What more is there to say? The Russians singing a James Bond thing. <laughs> so just to make sure I heard you right, that's the that's Skyfall by a Russian Red, Red Army, Army Choir. Choir. Okay. Yeah. Buckle up, folks. It's pretty awesome.
Some of you folks may have heard around the time the movie came out, there was a small group, I think it was like six to eight singers from a Russian army, police army, small group who shot to prominence performing Skyfall on a morning talk show. And you may have heard them, but I, I wanted to use this version. This version is the full Alexandro Ensemble Red Army Choir from their tour of Germany in 2013. And I want to include them as a, a little mark of respect for just the work that they did. Uh, I think this is amazing, particularly when the full choir comes in because unfortunately on uh, in december 2016 64 members of the uh, ensemble choir were killed when their aircraft crashed in the black sea just after takeoff when they were heading to play a uh, orthodox christmas celebration concert for some of their comrades in the red army to me i just wanted to include that in there as a little mark of respect for these guys and the awesome version of skyfall they did as i said when the full choir comes in it just gives me goosebumps i, I just love this version jared what, what do you think well, you know, I'm a sucker for this being a uh, former military man myself to have a military choir do this good of a job. You know, I watched the video and that little guy that they got who sings the front man, he's just incredible. He's got a great voice. And like you said, when the choir comes in, it's almost like the perfect marriage of Skyfall and a GoldenEye vibe from that Russian choral, very Soviet sound. And it just works. It just really, really works. I was unaware of the tragic end of that, and and that is definitely uh, definitely a downer. But man, they they left a mark. They left a mark, and they I, certainly I, they certainly did. And the choir carries on and uh, has has been rebuilt. But uh, I just wanted to put a little bit of mark of respect out there when I heard the story. I, I think it's a story that needs to be shared. Oh yeah, super cool, and I'm glad you yeah. brought it. I did put together the usual playlist of covers on YouTube. I've added both the Russian full army choir versions plus the version with the with the smaller six-person group to the playlist, so you can find both of those on if you want to compare them. Um, there's some cool rock versions out there, including one I love with basically a heavy metal guitar guy in a Batman t-shirt. That's all I know about him, but it's a pretty cool video. If you're going to know something about somebody, those are pretty cool things to know. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Heavy metal guy in a Batman t-shirt. What more do you need? It's perfect branding. There's a very nice refined piano version uh, and a couple of interesting violin versions. And yes, by the way, Skyfall does seem to be another popular choice on the various TV talent shows, as with all the Daniel Craig movies. And this time, I actually managed to find a cover version from Lithuania. So Lithuania got in this month. So 
go Lithuania. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm not sure how, whether we can keep that gag running for the next two. Um, <laughs> I keep All right. checking to see if our Lithuanian audience is growing. Growing, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you want to check out how they do Skyfall in Lithuania, plus the awesome heavy metal guy in a Batman t-shirt, just search for Bond Music Ticks of the Best on YouTube. And we'll also put the, the direct link in the show notes. Oh, sorry, Jared will put the direct link in the show notes. <laughs> Somebody will do it. Yeah. Talking to Jared, back to Jared. That's going to bring us to the end of this episode of Bond Music 6 of the Best. If you've got a question or comment, you can email us at ohmspod at outlook.com. Or, of course, you can comment on our Twitter, which is at OHMSPod. Don't forget to subscribe to Honor Majesty's Secret Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And if you can, leave a rating or review. That would be great. If you'd like to chat with us personally on social media, I can be found at Yard Sale Artist, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's all at Yard Sale Artist. Alan, tell the people some stuff. I think I might have a little bit of news to share. I don't know why it's just something buzzing around. But anyway, mm-hmm. Go on. so officially, it says here in the script... I'm delighted to announce that the James Bond lexicon book will be published on April the 6th. So depending on when this goes out, it's either going to be out shortly or it's already out. And you can keep up with the latest news about the book and its companion website, jamesbondlexicon.online, by following us on Twitter at Bond Lexicon, Matt Tumblr, and Instagram at jamesbondlexicon. And you can actually also email me direct at alan at jamesbondlexicon.com. Again, the book, The James Bond Lexicon, will be... Available for sale on April 6th from all good online retailers. Go buy a copy. Question. Yeah. Is it too early to know, or do we know what the price point of the book is? It should be around $35. Okay. All right. Worth every penny. As I'm talking about things commercial, let's pass the baton to our white rocket founder and OHMS pod co-host fan, Alan Plexico, to thank our generous patrons who support all our white rocket endeavors. So just go to www.plexico.net, P-L-E-X-I-C-O.net, or you can just go to patreon.com and search for White Rocket and join up. And it's for as little as a dollar a month, you get to be part of the show. And we send out, we, I post things occasionally on the Patreon page of interest, and you get previews, you get special deals, special offers, and discounts on things that we do. And you sometimes get shows before the uh, the regular audience does. Here are the fine folks who are currently keeping our programs on the air that we owe everything to. Samuel Salvatore and Bart Lindsay, uh, Bradley Blackman, Brian Gray, Chris Usher, Gary Grant, Logan Chilton, Phil Amthor, Richard Stevens, Steve Trawick, Susan Trawick, Tom Anderson, Willie Carden, and Kanjian. Hey, you falling up? Ben Bloodsworth, Clay Henson, Dan Thompson, Daniel Odom. David Evers, David Hegler, Emmanuel Seaman, George Gaston, Jacob and Robin Fleming, James Greenwell, Joel Beckham, John Otsuki, Catherine England, Kevin Smith, Mickey B, Phil Davis, Preston Settle, Reynolds Wolf, Rich Reimer, Steve Harlan, Timothy, W.D.E. Ritchie, Wes Atkinson, William Morgan, Wilson Beard, Winston Body, Alex Nguyen, Blake Heron, Boris the Tiger, Cato the Barner, Chris Hilton, Chris Thrash, Colby Butler, Danny Flack, Plus, Darius Benton, David Simpson, Di Bama, Earl Ricks, Eric Mahan, Hugh Anderson, Josh Teal, Kevin Kenoy, Kevin Mahan, Lane Middleton, Mike Finley, Papa Todd, Randall Walker, Rob Morgan, Ross, Russell Milling, Shannon Butson, Sarah Hines, Shane Bailey, Snowdog, Stephen Houston, Tim Pittman, Todd Gray, Tony Perry, Auburn Elvis, Ben Amos, Brandon Sisson, Brandon Smith, Chris Camo, Darren Pyle, David Smiley, Don, Donnie Reynolds, 
plus Ivor Evans, James Taylor, Jason Albrick, John Stubbs, John Zavachin, Joey Miller, Joseph Iliff, Justin Bean, Lawrence Kane, Mark Squire, Matthew Flowers, Mick Vigicana, Nicholas Craig, Patrick Williams, Paul Bankson, Robert Drain, Robert O. Sammons, Russell Souther, Ruth and Darren Sutherland, that's the truth, Ruth, Spanky, Stephen Thompson, Trevor Johnson, Kenneth Brent Rains, Brant Rumble, and Chris Plus, our one-time and anonymous donors, we thank you all so much. Go to www.plexico.net or just go to www.patreon.com and sign up and join the family. Thanks for joining us for this episode. This episode's tracks are from the 2012 Skyfall soundtrack CD. As always, we'd like to remind you to legally purchase your Bond music via official download channels or via CD or vinyl. Please support the Bond creative community. And we will be back with six of the best as we revisit the Skyfall soundtrack. I'm sorry, I mean to discuss the Spectre soundtrack. Give me a second. I think Alan just quit the show. All by myself, don't want to be all by myself. <laughs> oh, hey, he's back. <laughs> what tab did I pull it? <laughs> Told you it wouldn't work once we were yeah, recording. You knew it. You knew it was going to happen. All right, let's see if it's going to work now. I found the tab. And... It's going to work. It's going to work. Nope. <laughs> Told you. Should have put money on it. <laughs> and as always, we'd like to remind you to legally purchase your Bond music via official download channels or via CD or vinyl. <laughs> you <Sorry>. okay? <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't look at me when you say that line. <laughs> I shouldn't look at you, should I? I said, okay. <laughs> All right, I'm going back. Hang on, I'm going to move the script. There we go. I can't see you now. All right. As always, we'd like to remind you to legally purchase your Bond music via official download. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Take three. I thought it was a real CD. <laughs> <laughs> ah.